Welcome to this week's episode of The Liminal Lands, Aspirin. Before it starts, let me say a thank you to my patrons, Jason and Kelly, Iyer, Chelsea, Aya, Clay, Jared, Johan, Mr. Dennis, and my patrons and co-producers, Randy, David, PJ, and Tim. If you've recently become a patron, I may not have gotten you into this week's episode because I had to record this one a bit early. If that's the case, I promise to get your shout out in as soon as possible. If supporting this show is something you'd like to do, please go to patreon.com slash liminallands and check out what's there. Hypothetical future listeners, <clears throat> have you ever seen that old Clint Eastwood western, The Outlaw Josie Wales? It was one of my dad's favorite movies, and uh, there's a scene near the end of it I keep thinking of. This makeshift family is about to get into a shootout of some kind. You know, typical spaghetti western type stuff. Well, Clint Eastwood is getting them ready, holed up in this house, and he says something like, Keep this fire going. Keep an iron on it red hot. Anybody gets hit, sing out. Slap iron to it. It's the fastest way to stop the blood. And that's what I'm going to do. I've got the fire built up nice and hot. And I've got my bowie knife right in the coals. Right in the hottest part of it. It's starting to get red hot. I know what you're probably thinking. Are you really going to take medical advice from an old campy spaghetti western? Hell, even if it was valid medical advice at the time, science marches on, and that likely isn't accurate anymore. And I have just one thing to say to you about it. Shut the hell up. I, I don't know what else to do, and cauterizing the wound is the only thing I can think to do. I can keep most of the blood from spilling out by tightening the paracord, but as soon as it loosens, it just starts bleeding again. Just as much as when it first happened. It isn't clotting. Not even a bit. I, I don't know if that's normal or not. Hell, maybe there's something in their saliva that keeps wounds from clotting. Or maybe when you lose almost an entire digit, it just bleeds like that. I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I had any first aid courses. But even then, I don't think any of them covered getting a digit mostly chopped off by the decapitated head of a rain goblin from another dimension. You know what? For once, I'm tired of talking. bit of a good news, bad news, good news situation. A, um, a news sandwich, if you will. Good news. Uh, Josie Wales didn't leave me wrong on this one. The bleeding has stopped. Uh, bad news is, that hurt like a bastard, and I, uh, I actually passed out from the pain. 
the first time I've ever fainted in my life. Um, good news, uh, I didn't fall into the fire when I passed out. So, all around, I'm going to consider it a, a, a net positive. I've taken my little pinky tourniquet off. Uh, and the pain is even worse, but I didn't pass out again. I did take the small precaution of uh, scooting further away from the fire before I did it. And uh, it was a close thing. Um, I got lightheaded as hell, but I didn't pass out again at least. So, uh, thank God for small favors, I guess. I fucking hate it here. And I mean, I hate it here this place, these liminal lands, but also this particular place in general. Normally I wouldn't leave a fire burning in an old barn in the middle of nowhere in the woods, but two things. Everything here is freaking soaking wet as much as it's rained, and I know I couldn't catch anything here on fire if I had a can of gas and a flamethrower. And also, just fuck this particular place. I couldn't give two shits if everything for miles around burns down right now. Mm. God, it is freezing. Not only is it still dark from the cloud cover, but when the wind starts blowing over the wet ground, I swear it drops 20 degrees. This is miserable. I'm regretting leaving the barn now. That may have been a hasty decision born of disgust and pain. Damn it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I feel like all I've done is make one terrible decision after the other. I've got a losing track record here in the liminal lands right now. Time here is funny, but even so, I can't have been here all that long. And I've already got one broken leg and lost one finger. If I don't start making some better decisions, I'm not going to make it back to my family. I'm already literally not going to make it back in one piece. I'm in two pieces as we speak. And speaking of pieces, you want to hear something gross? When I was leaving, I found my pinky laying there next to that thing's head. I got a stick and kind of scooted it away from that damn thing. I know I'm going to make another mistake, but I'll be damned if I'm going to make the same mistake twice. That close to making it for the first time at least. It's in my pocket right now. Yeah, you heard me right. I have my severed finger in my pocket, carrying it around with me. If I hadn't just saw it lying there, I probably would never have thought about it again. Just considered it lost. And I'm not carrying it around because I think it's going to ever be reattached. I'm not that naive. I know that particular ship has sailed. Heck, my understanding is even if you get it on ice and get to the ER right away, 
you're still looking at about even odds that they can even reattach a severed finger. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd definitely take those odds if I was given them, but the nearest ice and the nearest emergency room is a universe away, not even bringing into account how many miles. No, I'm not holding on to it because of that or for something like sentimentality. Let's be honest, who gets sentimental over a pinky anyways? Other fingers, maybe, but not the pinky. No, it just felt wrong. Dangerous, even, somehow, to leave it. The cat, that crazy old bastard, told me not to give out my name because your real name has, quote-unquote, power in this place. If that is true, and giving someone my name is dangerous, how bad would letting someone get a hold of my actual flesh be? I'm determined to stop making mistakes, and leaving it there just felt like a huge mistake. I'm... I'm tired. So tired. And my hand hurts so bad. And I am so friggin' cold. What the hell am I gonna do with my pinky? It's only a matter of time before it starts rotting. Have you ever smelled rotten flesh? If not, let me tell you... Hang on. Is that... It is. Yes. I've been looking for this. Hang tight, dear listeners. Oh, hell yes. Do you know how hard it is to do anything? When just the lightest brush against something with your mutilated finger makes you scream in pain? Scraping and collecting this bark took twice as long as normal, because I had to do it all one-handed. Scrape off all the bark you want, then put your knife up, then get out your fanny pack. I don't want to hear anything about the fanny pack. Wrestle with unzipping it one-handed for ten minutes, then collect the bark and put it up. God, everything is so difficult right now, and things are going to get worse. I shivered this entire time, and I've finally realized it isn't just the cold. This shit must have already given me an infection, because I've got a damn fever. Leaving the barn was a mistake, and I can admit that now. I think I'm about to find out how much of a mistake. I can't go much further. I've been sitting and thinking. Sitting because I couldn't stand any longer, and 
thinking because, well, I haven't seemed to have done much of it recently. I'm having a hard time making myself go any further. The aches from the fever have started setting in. Not to mention lacking energy. What is that called? Lethargy. Not to mention lethargy. I don't think I can make it back to the barn without passing out. It's a lot further than I thought. Let me tell you something, though. I'm desperately missing that barn right now. I couldn't stand to look at the place earlier. But now, I'd just almost give my other pinky to be back there sitting by the fire. Almost. Ah, and I really need a fire right now and shelter. Have I made one single good decision since I got here? I don't think so. Fire first, then shelter. But everything is wet. I've found a spot I think I can turn into shelter. A dead tree leaning over, caught in the limbs of another tree. Something my dad always called a Navajo death trap, which now that I'm saying it aloud for the first time in years is probably a troublesome term to say the least. I think he probably picked that up then in trees for a living. But if nothing else, it is a term that does correctly convey that it's dangerous. I did put some weight on it, and it's caught in there solid, so maybe it's not quite as dangerous. I wouldn't normally take such a risk, but I've got to have shelter, and that's one half of a lean-to just waiting on me to finish it. And time has screwed me once again. It's going to get dark. Okay, progress. Um, I've actually been in a similar situation. Not, not all the rest of it, but I have been stuck in a wet place and desperately needing a fire with the sun setting when I hiked part of the Appalachian Trail before the kids were born. What I did then and what I'm doing now is finding dead wood that's hung up in trees. I mean, yeah, it's still sort of wet, but hanging up in the air with the wind blowing on it to help dry it off, it's about a thousand times better than that soggy stuff on the ground. I've almost, almost got enough to try building a fire. I don't ever remember feeling this bad in my life, but I'm afraid to take any more painkillers. I don't think they're going to help, so I've just got to tough it out. A little bit more wood for the fire, some more wood for the shelter, then maybe I can finally do something with the bark. Okay, y'all. I did it. I'm surprised. Uh, sorry I didn't get the recorder out and update you, but one, I felt time pressing down on me and I was trying to hurry, and two, it's a complete pain in the ass to try and mess with this damn thing one-handed. Things are actually going okay right now. I didn't have any suspense on getting the fire lit, no more than usual. No suspense on the tree falling me as I made it into my lean-to slash windbreak. Yeah, it sucked doing all this, but it kind of sort of went smooth, all things considered. I have a fire. I have a lean-to. 
and I have some willow bark. Oh yeah, the willow bark. I haven't uh, I haven't told you about that yet. I may not remember much about first aid training, but I do remember dumb facts that usually aren't of any use whatsoever. But I think this time a random factoid is actually going to come in handy. See, I know if you're trying to take a cutting for transplant and you don't have any root growth hormone, you can crush up aspirin and use it. Because aspirin shares a lot of similarities with and is based off of willow bark. I'm about to make me a tea out of the bark I collected earlier and see if I can knock this fever down a few degrees. Not out, because a fever is your body's way of fighting off infections, and if you... What the... <laughs> Hello? Hey, could you come over for a bit tomorrow and watch the kids? Yeah, I got off the phone with the police, and tomorrow they're they're going to bring in cadaver dogs. Oh God! Thank you for listening. If you'd enjoyed this series, this show, anything about it, please go somewhere and consider leaving me a like or a review wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. Every little thing like that really, really does help me. It gets the show out there. It gets it seen by more people. And if I'm going to be honest, it just makes me feel good. This week, I'm listening to a show called Neon Shadows. It is so, so good. As always, the link is in the show notes. And since we're done here, you might as well go give it a listen. So... Until next time, beware of doorways.